0: Hi, I'm Gary Schleifer, and this is an episode of Beyond the Page brought to you by Choice, the magazine of professional coaching. Choice is more than a magazine. It's a community of people who use and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses and impact their clients. It's an institutional learning built over the course of 20 years. So for those watching, 20th anniversary, and I've been with it every single day. Um, where we're dedicated to improving the lives of coaches and obviously their clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with author Christy Kennedy, who wrote an article for our latest issue entitled, Call to Leadership, capital letters. (laughs) I like that part. (laughs) The audacity to lead in times of uncertainty. Christy Kennedy is the image confidence expert. She's a TEDx audacious leadership keynote speaker. I think hence why we have audacity in the in the title an authentic lifestyle author lots to talk about around that mm-hmm. as the owner of Queen Fidence, global image consulting her electrifying inspirational gift and she is electrifying let me tell you uh, empowers visionary with confidence and clarity keys to find their voice free their voice and look fabulous using their voice just like she does <laughs> she specializes in four areas of peak performance mindset mastery Massive momentum. She loves the Ms. By the way, just lots of Ms. Um, Magnetic messaging and potential maximization. And I hope you tell us more about that. She's Mm -hmm. a certified radical resilience coach who builds powerful mindsets equipped for success. Christie's evocative teaching style elevates your self-perception from stuck to unstoppable, invisible to invincible. I want my sword and timid to tenacious. To learn more about Christy, you're going to visit her website, queenfidence.com, and we'll recap that at the end. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for joining me today. I see I'm making you laugh about your own bio, right?
1: <laughs> I put much thought into. Thank you, Gary. You are yeah. an absolute joy.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So first of all, how how did Queen Fidence evolve?
1: Oh, evolve. Oh, my evolve. gosh. It's been my life worked. Literally over three decades. You know, I, I first started out in pro- professional development through model education. I was teaching models before I was even wearing makeup, uh, it, and it just morphed. And then I find myself in the beauty industry getting my, you know, esthetician's license. And then I'd sit there and have conversations with ladies, and they're on the table, Gary, and they're telling me all the things that are happening beneath the surface. Something, and we're beautifying their face, but we really need to do some deep inner work. Which Mm -hmm. landed me into the coaching space to really uh, make some transformations, and and that's the most fulfilling aspect of what I do. And so I recognize that these women, they looked the part, Mm -hmm. but they were not confident. They were lacking. You know the esteem needed to ask for what they wanted, whether it was a promotion or raise a new man or whatever the thing was, <laughs> to have the audacity to go after it. and hence, yeah. putting the crown on their head and and reminding them that they do hold the power.
0: Women do hold the power. Sorry, guys, but they really do. <laughs> they really do. I, I read a report once early on uh, when I was starting coaching, and I don't know how it came out, but it said that ninety five percent of purchases were influenced by women. And one of the top purchases was riding lawnmowers, mm. right? Like one would think that's the guy's realm, right? But apparently not. So anyway, huh. that was, that was a while ago, but, uh, mm. but yes, long live the queen or God rest <laughs> our dark queen. Um, so I, I know this is going to seem like a silly question, but I, I, I think I already know the answer based on your background and the title, mm. but I'm going to ask it a little differently. Okay. Why did you decide at this time to submit this article?
1: Mm. Well, we were in the midst of a pandemic and the number one thing that kept coming up in conversations with leaders was the ambiguity they were experiencing. They really want to know what to do in all of this uncertainty from now we're dealing with hiring freezes. uh, Their family dynamics are changing and I know for me personally, Gary, I've gone through so much uncertainty. It's become the norm, right? (laughs) Riding the waves of change. And especially as coaches, this is what we do, lean into the discomfort. And so I really felt my voice needed to be heard on this subject matter as one not only who's lived through it, but coaches through it every single day, five days a week. I wanted leaders to be encouraged and be empowered that they can still show up powerfully. They can still show up in their, their core strengths, their core values, but they're going to have to do a lot of anchoring. They may have to change their perspective to some degree. Sometimes it's hiring a coach, it's, it's changing your environment, it started doing some wellness, but it, it, is, it is definitely possible to lead with strength and courage and tenacity, even in the midst of these changing times.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, speaking of changing times, I was listening to a friend of mine um, Mm -hmm. have a conversation with uh, the president of the international coaching federation. Mm -hmm. And um, did you know that the rate of knowledge used to double every 25 years in 1945? Mm -hmm. Do you know that it's now doubling every 12 hours? Wow! Yeah. So when you talk about leaders, you wrote in your article, um, we stand courageously at the podium of life with accompanying insecurities, inhibitions, and idiosyncrasies. Mm. And you also spoke spoke about the imposter syndrome. Well, it's no wonder, like, (laughs) the rate of change, the growth of knowledge is going faster than any one person can accept. That's just crazy making, crazy making. And so what led you down the path of the the this I love it audacity? Mm. Like having the mm, to
1: <laughs> yes. Well <laughs> let me go into my inner world then because yeah. I am a dominant introvert. And oftentimes m- introverts are misunderstood. They think that we're shy. Now I was a shy and timid introvert, hence why I do the work that I do to this day, because I had to get out of my own head because I was living in that inner world and not sharing externally what was happening. I could not offer my opinions, you know, at any table for that matter. I, w- I would be the one that was sitting in the back of the room from college on up, Gary. Uh, so what I recognize is it, it was going to take some audacity for me to reprogram my own mind that mm-hmm. I didn't have to play it small. I didn't have to hide. I could live in the front. So that was a lot of internal work. And even to this day, I still have high performance anxiety. I just did an all day uh, speech was it yesterday and mm-hmm. all day. I was facilitating a, a training. So I, I opened up with a motivational message, closed with a motivational message. I'm facilitating the training. All of this conversation that I'm responsible for directing as an introvert who would rather be in a corner somewhere, (laughs) I'm in opposite action all day long and I go through all of the the things. I'm I'm using my essential oil, peppermint, to have clarity of thought and the nerves are all over the place. But once I open my mouth, it subsides like the butterflies just landing on a flower. But many people never get beyond the fear. Right. Right. get beyond who they think they are who they've been trained to think they are who they've told themselves that they are uh, that's the work that we do that is priceless but I have to do it on myself every single time I have a conversation before this conversation I got my oil out <laughs> uh, because I made a decision that I am going to live out loud and that's the audacity that I have to go through
0: yeah wow and obviously you invite everyone else to do so and you know when you think, let's just match the word leader now, uh, mm-hmm. leading, and I, I'm sure you've heard that there's there's no, it's getting more and more difficult to be an expert in anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the rapid change of knowledge, right? You just learn something and 12 hours later, it's changed possibly, right? So, but uh, uh, is it audacity to lead or is it like, we're all leaders.
1: Mm-hmm. So how does the audacity part fit in? Yes, I think that's a great question, because the audacity comes in in the face of the fear, in the face mm. of the apprehension, right? in the face of the hesitancy to even trust that. In, and I love the fact that you're talking about there's new information coming in. So that brings in a value of humility mm. because things can change. I can humble myself and I can, of course, correct. And I can let you know that I was I was an error because new based on the new data, this is now my position. But I think, too, a lot of times, ego gets in the way. Mm. And we hence, if we're looking at ourselves as a leader, you know, the old paradigm was we can't make mistakes. And yes, you can. It's absolutely okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's considered vulnerable, honest, transparent to say. And, you know, and I think the other thing is, is that we hold the word leader as a singular identity to revere and uphold. Mm. And we've we I don't know if we forget, but we just don't remember all the time that we're all leaders, that we're leading collectively and that there's, what is it? There, the power is more than the sum of its parts, if you mm-hmm. will, paraphrasing, yeah. right? So I'm sure you're not just talking about like a leader. You're talking about all of us as leaders, right?
1: Yes. And whatever capacity you serve in, you are the leader of that role, leader of that responsibility.
0: Mm -hmm. parents and even children and, and uh, groups uh, at work or uh, uh, in your church or in your community and doing all that sort of thing. But um, so now I want to go back. You, You touched on one word, humble or humility, humility, right? Humility. What other struggles do you hear leaders Um asking for support and success strategies for.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, even as you talk about the rate in which we get information, often hear overwhelm in what they have to process and the deadlines. It's it seems like it's all consuming. It takes over their lives, or is what I'm hearing on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. You know, and I can't okay. I don't know why this is coming up, but maybe you can help me figure it out. Everything I heard in your bio, I'm now stuck with a dominant introvert who talks about audacity and radical and, <laughs> and and you know all this sort of stuff like how, how what do you train people to, to train people to to bring this up in themselves and regardless uh, tell me more about that because that's mm-hmm. that's amazing
1: mm. yeah I want to be able to model what change can look like because I think about one of my favorite quotes of many quotes She who holds the pen and he who holds the pen holds the power. We get to change these stories. Mm. So I learned from a young age that what I was introverted and many people misunderstood. But now I had to redefine and I'm surrounded by 22 vision boards, six vision books to reframe and Mm. change how I look at myself. And so I bring that same tool to clients based on how they're showing up in their lives. They're saying the way I'm showing up currently is not working for me. Where do we learn this one? What's going to be more supportive? If we were to create this new version of you, how is he or she showing up in the workplace, in the home? Mm -hmm. And we start with a vision first, because I often say you can't seize it if you don't see it. And so Mm -hmm. when we we look at the power of choice, and if we seize the power of choice, Gary, (laughs) then what happens? We don't have to surrender our plans to the winds of chance. There's choice and there is chance. And this is us being deliberate. You know, I come from an impoverished background. I made a choice that I am not going to be poor. Right. So then I had to do a lot of work around what does a a rich and lavish lifestyle look like? What does wealth mean? Mm -hmm. I, I had the opportunity to create a whole new world for myself with one thought at a time
0: oh i love that one thought at a time i also love the power of choice because i say that all the time (laughs) remember you have the power of choice it's a magazine too but uh, (laughs) well and i kind of named it because that's exactly how i felt about coaching it gave people the power of choice and i think i came up with the name when we gathered to start the magazine 20 you know 20 plus years ago now so Mm. yeah just amazing um so i'm gonna now sorry i can't i I'm terrible. It's like herding cats with me. Okay. I'll get off on a topic. Let's come back. Uh, I to, love it. You talked about leaders and I've talked about overwhelm. You know, I also hear, and I, I guess this is in the same realm, that time mm-hmm. constraints are often a big challenge for leaders. What, what kind of creative ways um, would you have to work with their wellness and, and to help prevent burnout? Because that's where they're going, right? They're just like mm-hmm. exhausted.
1: Yeah. You know, we can live depleted or we can live energized. They're really going back to choice. I often start with the energy space. What energizes them from the inside out? Because I often hear as soon as I get out of bed, I know I don't want to get behind on my assignment. So I go right to the computer. Okay, well, that's easy to do. But how do you feel by 12 o'clock? They're usually really tapped out by then. So what if we started with something that already fills you up? You know, mm. you, have you ever heard someone call rituals, rituals, they spell it with the R-I-C-H-U-A-L-S. Oh, The, the things okay. that make you rich inside. So now you can work yeah. with a sense of joy, right? You're open, it doesn't feel as stressful. So mm. I personally, I love outdoors, that, that openness. Right. You get in the space of openness and then bring in gratitude. Even if you're just walking around your neighborhood, For ten minutes, and research shows that it boosts our mood. Just a ten to fifteen minute walk. So getting Uh outdoors, because especially those that are remote, we're in these small boxes. This is my (laughs) home office. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Outdoors. I personally love the bicycle. You know, just riding that is exhilarating. But any type of movement, depending on where you are physically, and some people think, well, I, I can't do a gym workout. There is a way you can do gentle movement, that mindful mm-hmm. movement, just stretching. Sometimes we don't even get out of our chairs to stretch in between meetings. I hear clients say, I have back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings all day long, and I don't even get out to drink some water. Timeout, oh, time out.
0: Right. right. So
1: we can work with wellness in mind.
0: Awesome. That's great to know. And, you know, when you say that, I think, oh, what could I do? I'm doing it. I go to the gym first thing. Oh, yeah. But I take my time. I do wordle. So I do a brain exercise. I have my cereal. I have a glass, a cup of coffee. And I know that's probably not the best physical, that's but physical. but you know, but it, it, a bit of zep. And then I head off to the gym and I'm like, oh, do I really want to go? Blah blah And then once <laughs> I get there, and to your point, it energizes, it enriches. Let's keep the word rich in here. Mm-hmm. Um a <laughs> running theme. Um, I, I just feel like it's such a difference. Like when I walk mm-hmm. in you feel like you're dragging, you know, and then when I'm leaving, yeah. I'm like, I'm pumped up and
1: ready. Right. Right. I there. love that. Pumped yeah. up and ready. And, <laughs> and that's how we want to go into our days, pumped up and ready rather than, Oh gosh, it's another day. We don't have to live that way.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is wonderful. <laughs> what else? Uh Here we go. I Cause I highlighted a bunch of things in here, but it started to look all yellow because everything <laughs> I want to talk about, I can't, I can't talk about it, everything. Um, I want to go back to one piece that is um, that you said both in this conversation, Christy, and in the article was uh, about the uh, imposter syndrome. And to quote what you said, we facilitate expansive conversations as a leader, right? While secretly battling our own self-doubts, which invite us to play small we smile through unspoken personal calamities and continuously rise to the occasion day after day. Okay, that sounds like overwhelming exhaustion to me for leaders to have to do that. And, you know, I know you give an answer on on that, but how do you how do you feel as someone that's doing this and what do you offer as a I don't know, a, a solution or, you know,
1: mm yeah you know i keep on my desk gary and i I love this question because i have a real tender spot for leaders who feel like they can't have their own time out that they can't be human (laughs) one but i keep on my desk a a jar of erasers and there's a little space there it's not all the way filled to the top and i'll to remind myself there's space for mistakes and there's space for grace and this is what i tell them every single day and i want to bring in the value of self-compassion because Mm. oftentimes they forget to be compassionate with themselves if they drop the ball You know, it's absolutely okay to be vulnerable because you're going to be more relatable. They feel like a lot of times they struggle Mm -hmm. with perfectionism. As you know, they fear making them say that's the number one thing I hear in session. But Mm -hmm. that is going to require them practicing being compassionate with themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, isn't that true? Something else came up when you were saying that, you know, to go back to the transparency and the vulnerability. Oh, that's what it was. If you really are that, mm-hmm. you, the people you're leading, they want you to succeed. Yeah. If you're transparent and vulnerable and honest and authentic, yeah. they, they, it's like when you, you talk about the teaching and all that sort of stuff and you had the butterflies and the anxiety and, and then it's like we forget that if we are an authentic human being, people mm-hmm. want to help us make it. be successful right like i'm i'm one of those ones that sits at the back of the room and when i hear a little snippet about somebody i start the clapping and then you know that i i noticed i was at a conference recently Mm -hmm. and that same thing happened because it's acknowledging that that person's up there leading Mm -hmm. and they've overcome all of Mm -hmm. those things that we're talking about and Mm -hmm. it's no different than us sitting in the audience yeah right so i'm really you know i i just i have to tell you i love this article i've been kind of paraphrasing uh, Mm. it i've been you know because i coach a lot of clients as well right so you really gave me some insight into what Mm. they're going through as leaders and and Mm. i have to say it was mirroring what's going on for me you know i you know i run the magazines i have a, a a group of people I'm um, also in charge of most of the sales and and the strategy and the vision and that sort of thing and it's I'm not an introvert but I have i'm'm I'm kind of like that borderline where it's like I went to the conference last week and I'm like on oh, and then I go back home and I'm like leave me alone I wanna hide and then I will kind of work back to my happy medium right so so yeah so I want to say thank you so much for writing this and and for bringing it up and and helping us, helping us, like I, I always say, it's like when we talk about leaders, it's about helping us help our clients who are leaders. And we always get something out of it. Right?
1: <laughs> so, no, <that's> it.
0: <laughs> um, you know, we're wrapping up the conversation here. I, I always like to ask, what would you like our audience to do as a result of the article and this conversation? What's an actionable item for them?
1: hmm Wherever there is fear, I want you to challenge yourself to do one bold thing that you would normally not do and bring in an accountability partner. You're going to have your date set. I'm going to do it by you know, three days from now, uh-huh. five days from now. I often say it's massive momentum. You want to create it as fast a, a time as you can because you will talk yourself out of it. And so <laughs> see if you can give yourself a 12 to 24 hour frame for those that are ready for that challenge. But if you need a little grace, there is space for it. But bring in an accountability partner because you do need support. And support is sexy, I often say. (laughs) (laughs) It
0: is. It's great. I love doing it. I love being accountable with somebody. And uh, yeah, thank you for that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I love your sayings, space and grace. Space Mm -hmm. for grace in the eraser jar. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this Beyond the Page episode. Um, again, what's the best way to, way to reach you?
1: Yes, go to the hub, queenfidence.com, dot com And remember, no one is you, and that is your power.
0: Ooh, well said. <laughs> you know, and I also thought you take the con out of confidence. Ah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I, I like exactly. that. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: know that's right. No uh, You know, it helps
0: with the spelling, too. Um so uh thank you very much, Christy. That's it thank for this you, episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app. My team has us on Apple and Spotify, and well, you won't know that until you actually listen to this. So, let's hope you find us. And don't forget to sign up for your free digital issue of Choice magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the Sign Up Now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy your journey to mastery. And remember, you always have the power of choice. Thanks, Christina I had to have that one in there today.
1: <laughs> yes.